Business. We're in business. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, welcome to Party Town. Welcome to uh, the first Frank Moody Dreaming Color album podcast. We are recording this from our makeshift home quarantine studios. Mm-hmm. Um, my bedroom's turned into a, a labyrinth of old vintage synthesizers and bass guitars. Um, um, but, uh, mine has turned into a kind of graveyard of old cups of tea and coffee and <laughs> breakfast cereal <laughs> crusts from your toast yeah, old crusts and egg shakers and stuff like that oh god but um strange times for everyone and we've got to acknowledge that um this is a crazy crazy old time and we hope that everyone out there who's listening to this is holding up all right and getting through it whatever way you can um for sure kind of scary to think what's going on but th- you know we'll get through this all and we are more ready than ever before to get back on the road again and finish what we try to start Definitely. with this album campaign yeah i mean we, um, were, we were we were saying um we were quite lucky really compared with a lot of bands that you know had their album release dates due for now and campaigns and tours i mean we were one of the more fortunate people probably that we managed to release the album without any hitches and and actually do uh the the uk and ireland dates um so uh before everything got shut down so we are we're pretty grateful for having been able to do that at least so so that's good but um strange times strange times this is the, definitely the first this is wouldn't you say this is the first thing we've done like this before yeah, definitely. Never thought we'd be doing a podcast on the album. But <laughs> I know. Yeah. It's cool. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting so, stuck into so it. But we, the idea yeah. behind it is to... We're just going to bore you of, for 10 minutes. Gonna, exactly. The most hideously boring 10 minutes of your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give you a, we're going to give you 11 of them. Yeah, if you're uh, not interested what, in the album, then just use this as a kind of sleep mechanism or a self-relaxation tape. <laughs> and it should send you off within a few minutes. <laughs> Um, but the idea, we thought that we'd just give a bit of insight into the, the tracks and a few anecdotes and, you know, like how the tracks came about, if, you, if you're if you mad enough to care. Um, but, um, but yeah, we th- we'll kick it off in order with the title track, Dream in Colour. Mm-hmm. Um, and where to start, really? I mean, this actually came together very quickly. More or less, 90% of it came together very, very quickly. Um, we, I had a little sort of baseline idea. The chords. And this, and this rhythm, I suppose. This kind of shuffly rhythm, um, which is interesting because we, we're always trying to look for like different ways to develop a groove, um, yeah. one that you can one that you can dance to, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And there's this kind of like shuffle pattern. Mm-hmm. 
this kind of triplety rhythm in, in Dream and Color, which which you can hear on a couple of tracks, a um, couple of good reference tracks for that is Michael Jackson's The Way You Make Me Feel. And also James Brown's Doing It To Death is another really good example of uh, a mm. kind of shuffly funk tune. If you're on Spotify, um, go to our little playlist, um, which we've set up for each track, yeah. So just have a little listen there. But with these rhythms, it's kind of like this, it's kind of tripping over itself. It feels like a sort of rotational rhythm kind of thing. And it's really fun. And it kind of opens up new melodies for us to write on and new mm. ways, new phrasing and new chords and stuff like that. So I think when Ned heard this sort of bass line and chords like that came into it, it's just instantly just, I would correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. but you were just like, right, I'm into this. I can, I can hear some well, stuff. Well, it's, you know? it's just, it's that, you know, the classic 6 8 be you know on James Brown tracks or Michael Jackson whoever it might be is very easy it, it, it's very good for melodies and phrasing in particular because the, the groove is so sort of tight and in the pocket you have to kind of you know it, it, you have to phrase in a very rhythmical and melodic way which which is yes. really nice to do and, and certainly for this one it, it came out pretty quickly and the first lyric really that came through I know came through I don't know where it came from really but it kind of fit was nobody said it was going to be easy nobody said it was going to be easy and then from there I guess we and we've we, actually got we've actually got the voice note yeah. of the first time that that came about in the studio, which we're going to play for you. And the early chorus, I think the chorus was the thing that we, we struggled, it took us the longest really, coming up with um, the chorus. Um, and we had everything else was kind of nicely in place and felt good, but we just, for ages, we just couldn't quite get that chorus. And, and uh, here's a version where we call, I think we, for some reason, sang the word Sandra. So Sandra was, was the initial working title of the song. Um, but have a listen to this. So it all came together really, really quickly. Um, apart from this, this chorus, which was doing our head, and I mean, even even the, the the sort of structure of what I put down on that first day when I opened up a blank session was basically stayed the same. It just had that A section, B section chorus back to the A. Mm. B section chorus back to the A for an outro kind of thing. It was very simple. The one, the massive change was the intro. We shortened the intro um, for the for the single. It had a long intro, um, very inspired. Um, it's got some feedback guitars and stuff, which we were really inspired by. Talk talks, uh, the rainbow. We chopped that down and kind of got on with the song, as it were, but we still play that intro live.
yeah, on the, on the album, it's a, you know, as Adam and Becky, our managers, said, you know, I think they just wanted to get to the point a little bit quicker. And I think as a as a release, certainly on the radio and stuff, it worked better just that little condensed version. Little... It did. It was brutal when when we did it, wasn't it, Eddie? Are we like, mm. oh god, it felt like sort of losing a limb. It's just <laughs> yeah. like, really, we got we got to chop all that. It's a good bit. I know. We were just, you know, it's that we were at the negotiating table trying to save those. 20 seconds of preamble basically um, but but it you know actually it turned out all right and and um that with when the title of the tune came in it felt it was one of those one i think when, when you're writing songs certainly for us um generally speaking if something comes together if it's really good and and you're really connecting with the song and stuff like that everything will come together fairly quickly and and it's normally i mean it's not always doesn't always ring true but normally if it takes really a long time to kind of come up with the song i mean it generally can mean that it's a bit of a, a red flag to say that maybe the song isn't quite working and this definitely came together nice and quickly and then it was just a question of where we would put it on the album and uh you know and and um its relevance to the album basically and it ended up being the title track you know um it ended up being the one of the centerpieces of the album kind of thing so um, we absolutely love playing it live as mm. well it's one of the things i miss live is is having strings one day i wish we could have some real strings on stage with us because uh, oh, no. when when we record that in the studio it's always a great moment when you know that you're coming to the end of it and you're putting the icing on the cake you know sprinkling the, some some fairy dust on it and we get the family string section in my mum and my sister Bri, yeah. and they come in and work their work their magic and bless us with their skills. It's it's got you know also the other thing I suppose is. It's relevance in terms of the album as well. I mean, when we had all the tracks together and we were trying to work out what the album was going to be called, and, and we had loads of sort of stranger titles like um, was it Funk Nuggets was one of the <laughs> one of them sketches, sketched ideas, and then um, a little something for the weekend. It was really kind of trying to work out how we were going to open up the album, and it was either going to be a little something for the weekend. And I think on Twitter we just put it out there into the ether as to uh, who, what you know, what would be a good uh, album title. And some someone came back and just said "Dreaming Color." Um, after you know, after we released "Dreaming Color," and uh, it kind of stuck. I think from and we're like, yeah, actually, that's a really yeah, good idea. Totally, you know, let's not be too, um, and you know, too sort of uh, clever with the title. Let's just name it after that, that tune and, and it and actually from there I think it really set the tone of the album um, thematically for us and uh, lyrically you know and all the you know the themes of the album it kind of condensed it gave it a nice overarching kind of um, umbrella basically that was message good. Yeah, yeah 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 moving on to the lyrics I suppose of Dream and Colour like trying to convey that idea of release i suppose with with this and the imagery that we're conjuring up when we were writing it i mean i remember 
thinking, I don't know, I just had this image in my, in, in my head at the time of like robots all in a production line. You yeah. Know, kind of very robotically doing their job. Mm. The kind of world of AI and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, then, and then, this, then this release into something something free and, and you know, yeah, open Definitely. And, and unregimented and mm. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 feeling. It's 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 it talks about like expression and feeling and and just and realness really and and not bottling things up and you know just trying to live in in as uh, open a manner as you can possibly do really, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, as Neddy says like set the tone for the album and it is fundamentally what we're trying to do with, with Frank Moody as a whole, the project. We're trying to offer that release for people to come together and, you know, yeah. be it's just that hour of watching the band and you can just go somewhere else. You can forget about your day to day. You mm. can do you can come together and share and enjoy that energy. Um, something which sadly feels very far away right now, <laughs> yeah, sure. but but we will we will get back to that we'll point. Be back. I'm sure. I think yeah, um, like John said, it just like just the the song as a whole really encapsulates what what we wanted Frank Moody to be and and stand for when we I guess from when we first started the project and and uh, yeah and and the song does it pretty well. It's a nice bit of fate that it's come along and. Um, being a kind of the national anthem for Frank Moody. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, a flag. Uh, a Frank Moody flag being raised. <laughs> yeah. Best played on the bugle. <laughs> <laughs> what about the oboe, mate? Oh, yeah, of course, of course. Well, listen, it's been nice to nice to chat about Dream and Colour. See you next time for some Terra Firma. See you then. Cheers. See you. Bye. Bye-bye.